So put your hands together and please welcome. This is Utah's best sports radio. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Presented by Syringa Networks, home to complete business, telecom, and IT solutions. Backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. Effective communication for 21st Century Utah. That's Syringa Networks, syringanetworks.net. It is the big show on a Friday. Austin Horton in for Jake Scott. Gordon Monson carrying things along with me today. And Gordon, uh, it's Father's Day this coming weekend, and one of the a really good father that I know of, Dale Murphy, uh, a, a legend in baseballs and now he'll be joining us in just moments. What is a very, what's one of your best Father's Day moments or memories in the 86 years you've been on this earth, Gordon? <laughs> well, I reflect back now that my dad has been gone for, he's been gone now for 19 years. Uh, I, I have fond memories of him particularly as they pertain to sports uh he's the one that made me first fall in love with him make me but uh, because of his interest in sports it, it, it created interest in me and uh i have fond mem- i remember watching the ice bowl with my dad watching mm. the packers and the cowboys we uh, we weren't there thankfully because it was like minus 50 degrees but uh I remember watching that with him on TV and how cool that was. My dad was also the manager of my Little League baseball team, and that was really cool to be able to share those kinds of experiences. I, I, I have a ton of them, and I appreciate you yesterday bringing up the whole incident with me and my dad <laughs> over. But uh, anyway, uh, it, it's, it's, I, I could get very emotional thinking about uh, my connection to my dad. I'm sure he laughed about that moment. <laughs> well, it was fun. It was it was uh, when I caught him between the two cars. My mom was there, and she yelled out, "Move the car! Move the car!" So I moved the car out, and I felt horrible. I mm. felt terrible. I was like seventeen years old, or six. No, I was sixteen, something like that. And uh, when I went in the house, my dad had gone into the house and sat down, and he he called me, and I went in there, and he put his. My dad was a big man, six six, two ninety. And he put that big bear paw of a hand uh, around me and told me it'd be okay. Oh, that was nice. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a nice moment for me. I needed that in that moment. Well, that's Gordon Monson. Uh, he runs uh, his father over with a car. A man who would never do <laughs> such an egregious thing joins us now on the line. The great Dale Murphy with us on uh, the big show on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Dale, thank you for giving us a few moments here on the show. We were just talking about Father's Day memories, and now you've got Grandfather's Day memories as the years have gone on. <laughs> yeah, number 15's on the way. My word. Wow. That? <laughs> How many is Jake responsible no. for at this point? Jake's got three. Wow. That time yeah. flies, man. Yeah. Now, wait a second. No, wait a I second. Don't. Dale, you're not old enough to have 15 grandkids, are you? No, I'm not. I should never. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'll tell you, I know it. I, I just shake our heads sometimes, but it's the it's the best. Grand, grandfather's Day is a lot better than, <laughs> well, I shouldn't say that, probably. That just came across <laughs> wrong, but... Uh, but, but you know what I mean, being a grand, being a grand, you know what I tell people? It's like, although I never was a DH in in my career, I, I, being a grandpa is like being a DH in baseball, you know? <laughs> so that's what I think. Just you get, get to have the all season the season off. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. No defense, just hit the ball and, you know, get to have fun with those kids. So exactly. yeah, know, it's, uh, it's great. Dale, it's it's funny because when Austin asked me about that, I started thinking about my dad, and it's amazing the 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 the, uh, the place baseball had in connecting me with my dad. I mean, my dad was Mister Responsibility. He was all about being conscientious, and I was just a knucklehead kid. 
but we both loved baseball, and I'll, I'll never forget that connection with him. And some of my fondest memories have to do with that particular game. I know some people think that's a cliche, but it's a cliche because it's true in so many lives. I hope I hope that tradition c- carries on. Yeah, I was I was optimistic about seeing some baseball till the Phillies came out with an announcement about mm-hmm. something going on at their training facility but i still think i still think we're going to see some baseball this year um and um even though it's a frustrating time for us fans of the game really when you look at all that has gone on it's such a crazy time i think they'll do a miraculous job if we get some baseball back and uh but but so anyway i'm still pulling for that i'm still optimistic for some baseball this year but gordon to your point and, of course, now that I've been retired all these years and talking to people and social media, there, there is I, – I, I really believe this, and, and, and I, I think we've got a lot – thousands and millions of people who say the same thing that you just said. There is something about the pace of the game, and when you do go to it with your family, there is a possibility of some really unique bonding – just because it's, I don't know what the answer is. I think some, it, you know, basketball is a little more hectic, not a lot of downtime football, you know, it, it's football and it's great. And, you know, I'm sure people bond with their father, you know, and mother at those sports. But I hear what you say time and time and time again of the memories they, they, they have with their family, mom and dad, and typically it's, it's dad who's the fan of watching the games or listening on the radio in the summer. And, uh, just, I, 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 there's something unique about the sport that, uh, I, I, I feel is, is we, we gotta be careful. I think there's, we gotta be careful with sustaining this game. I think there's some challenges in the game, um, that, uh, you know, that need to be addressed so we can keep the, it's a great game. We got to keep it going, keep it going. Dell, uh, I'm a big fan of baseball. It's my favorite sport. I've been an Angels fan my entire life. Uh, I went to several Braves games uh, growing up as a youngster, and I, I'm in love with the game. I have been since a young age and since it is Father's Day. Along, it's, I got introduced to it by my, my father and have many fond memories of family time in the backyard throwing the ball around and going to games and playing in games. But the strike happened in 1994. I believe you retired the previous season was your final season. Isn't that right? Yes. And so yeah. I was too, a little too young to really understand the frustration with the fan base when it came to the strike. But I'm not too young now to understand and share in the frustration of what's going on with these current negotiations. And we just saw that Major League Baseball has rejected the 70-game proposal from the Players Association. What are the similarities and differences between how they were handling the strike stoppage and now the pandemic or whatever we want to call it stoppage now? Wow, good question. Uh, you know, being a player, I'm, you know, I'm, by, I'm on the player's side. I just... You know that's just my default position. I'm not saying we haven't made mistakes, and uh, but but uh, you know with my upbringing, so to speak, in the game. When I was 19, my first spring training as a catcher. I wasn't a big league player, but I was a catcher, so I went to the big leagues. I, I was listening to Marvin Miller every spring training, and so I, I got uh, you know that's that's my upbringing in baseball as far as the players are concerned. So I'm a staunch players guy. But but um, I think what happened in '94, uh, same thing. The, the similarities maybe are, and maybe more so now. If we're not reading the room very good. Uh, one of the things that people are saying is that what brought Manfred back at the table was the reaction he got about four or five days ago when he said, uh, you know, he said. 100% we're going to play, and then he said, I'm not so sure we're going to play, and people were just like, look, I've had enough. This, the challenge is bad history between the owners and players is really getting exposed in a, in a, in a, in a uh, uh, negotiation 
that had to be about the legacy of the game. I don't know how you propose that as either a player or an owner, but this was a situation that was missed where the whole negotiation needs to be based, as corny as it sounds, on the love of the game and the future of the game. And everybody's going to take a hit. Let's just take our lumps. This is a weird time. It's pandemic. Uh, we're, we're not going to sit here in front of people and argue about the millions of dollars we're going to lose. It is not going to go over well. We lost fans in 94 when the, the World Series got canceled. And, and if, there, if the reason is, if, if the coronavirus pandemic keeps us from playing, I think people will understand. But what we're going through now is, is showing the ugly side more so now than ever before because of two things, social media and the pandemic has created a situation where people are paying attention to a lot of things. And uh, they're paying more attention to this. And we're, if, if they can't get an agreement because, because of the money or the amount of games, I, I really worry we're going to lose a lot of fans. And a lot of people have said it's going to be worse than 94. So I have my concerns. My optimism lies in the fact that I'm optimistic there'll be someone that comes in and says, guys, we, we got to play. <laughs> Both sides, you know, and it, I, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know if that makes sense, but I'm really worried. This was a this was a good of the game legacy negotiation, not about money, and I, that's that's probably Pollyannish on my side. But that's the way I look at it, and we're we're getting into areas where you know it's just ugly and turning people off, unfortunately. Right. Two-time NL MVP Dale Murphy joins us here on the Big Show. Dale, I one side wants seventy games, the other side wants sixty. Why not play sixty-five? Well, I don't, I don't have an answer for you. I, that's how I, that's that's how I thought it went. You know, the guy wanted ten thousand dollars for the car. I offered him nine, and you know. And I ended up paying him ten thousand dollars. <laughs> no, you know, you meet in the middle. I I don't know. And I'll you know, look. I don't know details. I know what everybody else knows and what we read. And, but a very frustrating time. I I know fans are frustrated, and we're all frustrated. Well, I hope we get it. I I, I hope something something happens. I'm, I'm still optimistic. Another baseball question, selfishly from my standpoint here for you, Dale. Is it absolutely insane and crazy for me to die on the hill that Mike Trout is already the greatest baseball player to ever walk the earth? <laughs> well, wait a minute. Already the greatest ever? I mean, like, what do you mean? Like if he retired right now? <laughs> no, I mean projecting he has a, you know, a healthy full, uh, full career. I believe oh, yeah. that he'll no, end no. up being that, yeah. No, you're not crazy, no. Yeah. Did you see what his rookie card went for? No. A month or so ago? I know I didn't have enough. I know that. Oh, no, no, no. I don't. I, I think all three of us didn't have enough <laughs> combined. What was it? Do no, it was just just Google it. Uh, and I'll say this after, uh, you know, you guys can Google it after I get off. But <laughs> I, I, thought, I think it was $700,000 or eight hundred. So the, the point is someone's banking on. You know that he will be the best. Nine hundred thousand, uh, Dale. Nine hundred. Well, there I under, wow. undershot it. Uh, Unbelievable. So I don't think that's. I have to say, just as a side note, there's some strange things going on during this pandemic on memorabilia. Mm-hmm. I mean, there have been some absolute remarkable uh, investments in the memorabilia um, situation uh, in sports during this pandemic, and that was one of them. That that, and there was somebody else. Oh. Uh, Who's the MVP from the Brewers? His rookie card, uh, what's his name? Yelich. Uh, Yelich's rookie card went for I don't I don't even know a hundred or something, but the wow. hundred thousand. Uh, so anyway, the popular opinion is that he, on his current pace, obviously will be the best. I mean, it's, it's a remarkable era to live in. We're in such a crummy time now for the game, but we're living in a time where we get to watch. Very, very potentially, obviously, the the greatest player in the game, statistically speaking, which is, you know, how everything's measured. And, I mean, it, he's got a ways to go. I mean, you start looking at some numbers, you know. It's still, 
it's still a, a ways to go, but he's on, on pace, and all his numbers certainly point to that. Dale, I have a question within a question. <laughs> the first part of it is, how, where are you on comparing players from one era to another? Because when I think of Babe Ruth, I, I think this guy was hitting more home runs than all the rest of the players in the league combined, if I remember correctly. But I don't know, you know, when you talk about the modern athlete, he is superior probably to the athlete back in the day. Uh, wh- where are you on that? And my, my, the question within that is, have you ever broken down Babe Ruth's swing? Have you ever looked at his game and tried to figure out what made him so great? Well, on the first question, comparing players, it's uh, it's, <laughs> and we're of course we're just talking about Mike Trout. The, the, you you have to be so careful. Look look at uh, I mean, let's just take the steroid era away with the training and the and the amount of games these kids play now. They are ready at a younger age. I'll take Ronald Acuna Jr. with the Braves, who is a potential 40-40 guy, uh, you know, and he's 20, 21 years old. I wasn't in the big leagues till I was 21, my first full year, and I think I got that wrong. I think I was 22. But I was still raw, so to speak. These guys are polished. So, so, so I, I have to say, generally, I, 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 I stray away from comparisons we can look at the numbers and here's one good thing that baseball has done uh where in other sports i don't think we we are relatively unchanged the the bases the ballparks are basically the same size we're still using wooden bats now think about the other sports particularly golf i don't think there's any question in my mind who's the greatest golfer in the world it's jack nicholas i mean if you gave his equipment to these players now and and the balls that Jack was Nick, like I know him, uh, <laughs> that Nicholas and all those guys were playing with, uh, it, it's, it, it's, to, to me, uh, golf made a, a little bit of an error going to all this technology because there is no comparison. Baseball still has the ability a little bit to, to compare. But I... I uh, um, by and large, I, I tend to be very careful comparing guys. And breaking down Babe Ruth's swing, um, I, I haven't. I, I would say from a lot of the films that I see of old players, he was the first player that looked like he was trying to hit a home run. Everybody else looks like they were just trying to make contact. And uh, he revolutionized the game in that way, and he was just, you know, far and you know, but you you can you know you can say some things and look at some things and say, you know, these athletes today are much better than we were, and the next generation is, is going to be you know better than this generation. Just the way things are, they should be they should be better athletes than we were. Dale, before we we let you go, and thank you so much for your time today, I wanted to ask you for a comment and your opinion and, and your feelings on the social side of our country and our world right now is we're trying to make real change in regards to black lives matter and police brutality and just making sure that everyone has an equal fair shot at life. That's the idea of this country, isn't it? What are your thoughts on the current uh, temperature of our country? Well, uh, I'm probably right along with everybody else. I think we're in a, a um, unique moment uh, in our history because of the, the uh, the state of our country and the world with pandemic is concerned. Uh, it it created an atmosphere, a feeling. I, I said I saw I read someone the other day that they said during this pandemic, I've listened to my music differently, and I caught myself doing the same thing. Listening out for a walk, I'd have my you know my uh, AirPods on, and I'd be listening to a song. I go, man, those words really strike me differently now as I've seen the challenges our country has gone through. And, um, and, and then all of a sudden, George Floyd um, uh, killing was brought into, into our consciousness uh, of something as, that has been going on for many years and many generations. But we are in a position to where we were open and listening. And so I think um, it's, it's uh, a time for all of us to be open 
and and listen and and really really seriously listen and i think our country will be better for it so we have some issues that uh that uh, we need to address and listen and we we do uh, we we got to recognize that that this things are not equal and fair as as they as they should be in our country we sh- we we're better we're better and we 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 need to listen He's the uh, the great, incomparable Dale Murphy. Thank you so much for a few moments of your time. We always love having you here on The Zone and on the big show. And you have a good, happy Father's Day weekend, will you? Thanks, guys. Great to talk Thanks, to you. Thanks, Dale. Take yeah. care there. Dale Murphy joining us on the Sprint special guest line presented by Sprint and T-Mobile now together in action there. Gordon, a lot of good thoughts there from Dale Murphy. Always a treasure. Oh, yeah. Dale is... Is one of the all-time greats uh, of all the athletes I can think of, who is highly respected. He may be at the top of that list when you take the whole ball of wax. You know, yeah. you talk about his performance on the field. You talk about the way he represented himself and his team, the way he went about his business with the everyday fan. Uh, no, I can't. I, I can't think of anybody I would put ahead of Dale. So me neither. When he speaks, people I, I I nominated him to be commissioner of baseball a number of years ago. I don't know if you remember that or not. Yeah, I but, do. Uh, yeah. I, I <laughs> that's that's uh, how highly I think of one Dale Murphy. So maybe one day he'll be in the Hall of Fame, huh? Well right now I'd take your left shoe to be commissioner of baseball over what uh, is currently <laughs> happening there. But that's for another discussion at another time. I told I told you about this I <laughs> I I was in Italy. I was at the uh, the Vatican, and forgive me for telling the story again. But if you haven't heard it, <laughs> I was there at the Vatican, and I ran across some other Americans who happened to be from Atlanta, huge Atlanta Braves fans, huge Atlanta Braves fans, and uh, somehow in the conversation, <laughs> it came up that I that I had had a, some relationship with Dale Murphy. And they they did everything but get down on their hands and knees and bow before me. Uh, the fact that I I considered Dale Murphy a bit of a friend, and uh, <laughs> and they were offering to buy me lunch. And <laughs> I said the the spirit of Dale Murphy lives on in Atlanta. I'll say it that way. Uh, I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna. Hey, I know Dale Murphy. You want to buy me some food, please? No. <laughs> No, no, you got to get it right. You got to play it right. You don't say that. Oh. You just say, oh, yeah, you're probably Dale Murphy no, fans. And they say, oh, we love Dale Murphy. You say, yeah, you know, he's a friend of mine. And then and then you don't ask for it. It just comes after you state the fact. You know, I'm hungry. Uh, yeah. you know, I, <laughs> two things. I worked at the you know, I'm really hungry. And, and two, I know Dale Murphy. And I know John, so, yeah. John Wooden uh, taught me how to shoot the free throw. <laughs> Juice Newton taught me how to play polo. And I ever tell you about the time that Casey Kasem wrote me a, a, a fan letter and said he was a big fan of something I'd written, and Dale Murphy's the same. So, uh, let's <laughs> Dale's get probably going, hey, don't take my name in vain like that. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we've got a short what's going on, some college football details. Uh, a big vote took place and kind of went under the radar. We'll hear about that, but now it's time for a basketball update. Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net. Presented by Zions Bank. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. With the Orlando bubble playoffs and uh, final eight regular season games looming next month, Florida had their highest number ever in positive COVID tests uh, today. 3,000-plus down there in Florida. We'll see what that impact that has on the NBA's plans. Uh, The movement to whether or not it will distract from the movement to play or therefore uh, bring up the movement even more by playing. Danny Green says more change will be created by playing, but according to reports from Yahoo Sports, agents around the league are advising their players against speaking forcefully on social issues. We'll keep an eye on that moving forward. And in case you missed it, former Jasmine Anis Cantor said today his father, after seven years of imprisonment in Turkey, was released. That is a back-to-basketball update brought to you by Zions Bank. 
Sports. This is DJ and PK. Brian Kelbrowski, NBA reporter. Ready order and use our new pizza portal pickup or pick it up at our drive through Download the Little Caesars app today. Pizza, pizza. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Every day on the big show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. 
edition of What's Going On here on The Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Austin Horton in for Jake Scott with Gordon Monson. Gordon Hanson Scotty mentioned a, a topic yesterday that had flown under my radar, and I was wondering if uh, if our listeners hadn't uh, caught on to it either. There was a big vote that took place uh, amongst the powers that be in college football uh, determining uh, the scheduling and the calendar and when things will and won't take place and Hanson Scotty talked about it and uh, explained why this is good news for those who want football to happen on time. Yesterday, the NCAA Division I Council announced the approval of a model for a modified preseason that is now going to allow teams a six-week runway to the 2020 season, which means we've got about an 80 maybe even 90% chance that we see Utah State kick off against Washington State here in the state on September 3rd, and we see Utah kick off against BYU here in the state on September 3rd. Seems to be the case, and I know that there's a lot of concern about how cases are starting to increase in certain areas like Arizona and California, Texas, Florida. Those are some of the four states, but we're still two months away from starting the season, and uh, there's still plenty of time to get that thing under control as teams start to get back. Uh, Texas announced that they had 13 players on their team that have tested positive. And, you know, even John Harwell kind of admitted, like, there's going to be positive tests, and and it's time to get all, everything kind of taken care of and get everything situated so that we can hit that six weeks, have everybody safely kind of, in, you know, so, kind of in a bubble in your campus. You get through the people that are sick, keep everybody else safe, and you're off and running. And I think there are really good signs pointing towards the start of the season on time. This vote also allows teams to begin phasing in required participation of up to eight hours per week for weight training, conditioning, and film review. And that's where we're at right now. You know, we talked about the return on Monday. Yeah. Utah and Utah State return on Monday. BYU's been at it since June 1. So there'll probably be some restrictions, and they're probably going to have to watch a couple things as they progress. And it was nice for them to get the early start. But you're going to be allowed up to eight hours a week for weight training, conditioning, and film review. And you've got to watch that carefully. And this is in lieu of a spring football season that was shut down. Yeah. And you've got some ground to make up, but this is going to give you plenty of time to make up that ground. Get your guys in good shape. Get them strong. Get them healthy. Get them educated before you start actual camp. Um, this coming, this is a quote from West Virginia Athletic Director Shane Lyons, uh, who chairs the Football Oversight Committee. He said, given the impact of COVID-19 and its pandemic across the country, we believe that this model that we approved provides institutions and their student athletes flexibility to prepare for the upcoming season. And it does exactly that. I'm just looking at the dates. I'm looking at start times and return to dates. And I'm putting myself back in the shoes of a junior or was a junior coming into my senior season and looking forward to the NFL. I'm very pleased with what I've got in front of me right now. What do you think, Gordon? Do you, and this is a thing to couch with. Well, the numbers continue to rise everywhere, especially here in Utah. But if, do, you, do you feel like the measures they're taking in the meantime are enough, or are you not comfortable with it? I comfort, uh, that's the word I used with you earlier in the show. I, I don't know what I'm comfortable with anymore. I, <laughs> I do see the numbers rising. Uh, I, I do want college football to happen. Uh, if at all possible. I don't know if they can account for every contingency. Uh, it's There's so much blowing in the wind right now. Uh, I, I don't know whether any of us can say anything definitive. Uh, but a schedule to ramp up to the season is, is a good thing as long as it can be done safely, and we'll see if it will be. I mean, because that will be reflected as we hear about various teams with players who – who have uh, who have tested positive? So obviously, uh, much of that is happening outside the realm of uh, uh, teams and their preparation for the season. Are they going to bring that in? If they do bring it in, then obviously they will be tested immediately and will be uh, quarantined. In those cases, uh, what I don't know is will there be spread within the team once they are 
back together as a group? And then will there be spread between teams as they're on the field? Right. I've got to wait and see. And, and got to wait and see. We've seen that with Houston and Texas and Alabama and a bunch of other schools who have had a, a bunch of players test positive once they were back on campus. Uh, there are those, Gordon, that would say being on campus and in these facilities is safer uh, for an athlete than for the regular student who's going to classes in the cafeteria and on and on and on. Do you buy into that? Uh, I, I can see where that argument is coming from with the frequent testing and whatnot. I, I do think that's the case with what the NBA is doing mm. because of all the restrictions that have been put into place. I don't know about a college setting where people are also going to class and uh, have exposure to to many other people. Uh I, I, I don't know the answer to that, and that's why this is sort of a b- bit of uh, winging it into the future. I, these things will become – the results will become evident one way or the other. Yeah, Either they'll sure. be able to keep it under control or it will spread, and then people will start asking serious questions. But they're they're planning for the season, and they're moving ahead as though it's going to happen. I don't know what else you could do. You certainly don't want to just – sit on your laurels, and then at the last second say, okay, maybe this is possible, let's do it. Hmm. They've put a plan in place. They've had a schedule in place like Hans was talking about there, and now now we'll see how it unfolds. Uh, and there's a whole lot of other questions, too, about how many people will be uh, allowed to be uh, in there in person, or if any. Uh, some places are talking about they're going to have full stadiums, other 50%, some 20%, some not at all depending upon what the local authorities say. But certainly we're all hopeful that uh, games can be played. Uh, I'm just going to sit back and watch <laughs> as it unfolds. And uh, maybe, depending upon which way it goes, then I'll say I told you so, <laughs> even though I'm not telling anybody anything right now. I'm just right. waiting to see. Dr. Monson uh, here on uh, Doc Talk on a Friday afternoon. No, just kidding. <laughs> Coming up next, we will get some uh, answers from some experts as it's time for a Mountain America Credit Union market update. TJ Walk will join us. Howard Beck at four for the NBA Daily Assist. Ben Anderson with your Jazz Insider Report at five. Jay Hill sprinkled in there at the 430 mark as don't well. Forget the, don't forget the sounds of various clips. And yes, we do have a very fun Father's Day themed Sounds of various clips at 5.30. That is must uh, appointment radio, isn't it? Coming up next right here on oh, the you, big show. You, you oh, gotta, so. you got to slow that tempo oh, yeah, down, gotta, Austin. It's too fast. Uh, the sounds of, uh, of, of the various uh, clips uh, is appointment radio, isn't it? <laughs> Be right back. Take the zone with you wherever you go.
Every level in between, we'll work hard to make your custom uniform or equipment dreams come true. Find us online at robinsports.com or at 110 West Center in Bountiful. So put your hands together and please welcome. This is Utah's best sports radio. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Mountain America Credit Union market updates here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And our good friend TJ Walk from Mountain America Credit Union is back with us. TJ, happy Friday to you, sir. It's been a week of watching the market. How did it do overall this week, and how did it do today? Well, hi, guys. It was quite the week in the market. It started out on Monday with record news on retail sales. Markets jumped up. And then the rest of the week kind of tapered off. We saw a lot of more COVID uh, tests come in positive, and that affected markets in a negative way. So the markets ended up pretty close to flat on the week, if you can believe it, from where we started. And the future is just going to show, the near future at least, there seems to be more volatility on the horizon because there's still more information coming out about COVID, more positive tests coming in. And the economy is just still trying to find its footing under the new normal. So uh, I think we should expect to see just more fluctuations coming up. How did it do today? It ended up just negative around 1% for the day-to-day on the Dow Jones and the S&P. And so those major indexes showing where the overall economy is at showed that today it was down a little bit. Monday it was up big, and then the rest of the week it just kind of slowly trickled down. Any advice? Yeah, my tip for today would be just remember that getting to financial freedom is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Times like these are times where markets can make us think and react and and wonder if we're doing the right thing. If it feels like an uphill battle, you're usually on the right track. So understand that it's it's just not a it's not an overnight sensation that you become debt free and and you have all the money you'll need for the rest of your life. Most of most people I talk to end up going to work for thirty years straight and they just have their head down and don't really pay attention to anything else. And then at some point they come up for air and say, "Oh my gosh, I'm I'm in a much better spot." But it's because they stick to their plan over time. Uh, you remember the Jazz were down thirty six at half to the Nuggets back in ninety six and. Bit by bit, they came back to pull off the greatest comeback in uh, NBA regular season history there. So, I mean, along those same lines, just keep fighting the fight. Uh, If there's volatility and there's concerns and there will undoubtedly be difficulties along the way, keep a positive frame of mind. Keep paying paying your debts, keep investing, uh, keep up with your financial plan, and stay on the path. And, and TJ, is it true that – Bigger risk means bigger reward, or should Gordon keep that uh, stock he's been holding on to a little longer? (laughs) Bigger risk does mean, yeah, you have much more potential for a bigger reward, and you also have much more potential for a bigger downside. So those are definitely things to consider in in, uh, times like these because uh, where there's risk, there's reward to be had. Just make sure it's an appropriate amount of risk. So, Gordon, the question you got to ask yourself is, do you feel lucky, punk? Do Do you? Do you? Do you? <laughs> no, be smart, right? Right, TJ? Not, be smart. Yep, O be wise. <laughs> TJ, thanks so much. Have a good weekend, sir. Hey, guys, happy Father's Day. Have a good weekend. You too. That is TJ Walk from Mountain America Credit Union. And that, my friends, is another Mountain America Credit Union market update. Here on 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. The investment products sold through LPL Financial are not insured Mountain America Credit Union deposits and are not NCUA insured. These products are not obligations of the credit union and are not endorsed, recommended, or guaranteed by Mountain America or any government agency. The value of the investment may fluctuate. The return on the investment is not guaranteed and loss of principal is possible. Now let's get this party started! 